Life comes at you hard, and everyone thinks that they have a better understanding of what you want than you. I'm your host, Zena Koda. Join me on the journey to understand how we make it as ladies in this jungle. I'm lady-ish. My goal in 2020 is to learn how to not overpeak my voice every single time. Maybe I just need to actually shut up or just lower my voice like people have been telling me forever. <laughs> um, but it probably won't happen. You're listening to season two of the Lady Ish podcast. And yeah, you're thinking, well, damn, this girl went in right after Thanksgiving, but that's what I do. I've been stocking up, man. I have been waiting to bring this season to you. And let me just say, um, I want to walk you through the process of what it's like to actually have to record a podcast yourself. So I've had so many people be like, yeah, man, let's do a podcast. Let's do this. Let's do that. It's going to be so easy. You know, we'll just throw it up there and we're good. Um, No, (laughs) I'm an audio snob. So I record everything through a zoom mic and through a handheld mic. And even my interviews that I do with other people have to sound good because every time that I personally listen to a podcast that sounds like, I just, uh, it's like, if it's on a phone, it's not a fucking podcast. It's an audio recording from your phone. (laughs) <laughs> put a little effort in god damn it no shade but uh yeah so I record this podcast I have to then edit this podcast I also record and edit the uh you know the preview slot before before the podcast starts and yeah do all of this shit in person so it is a lot of legwork and because you my lovely listener have been so loyal to actually stay with me through this podcast. And hey, if you're someone new, welcome on in. Um, I wanted to put as much time and effort into getting the best guests that I could this season, um, asking them the real questions and catching them in their own turf, right? Because when you catch somebody in their space or in a comfortable space, you get so much more out of them than you would if you're just kind of like getting them on the fly or speaking to them on the phone. And personally, I'm not a fan of podcasts that record on the phone. I've done a bunch of them, no shade to people who do them, but it's not a true conversation in my opinion. So trying to bring you the best content, hashtag content, bitch, we getting it done. So let's jump into our premiere episode. I really wanted to hit you up around the holiday times, right? So we're going to be doing an episode every single week and breaking down just different subject matters, interviewing a myriad of amazing guests, um, you know, just talking about real life. So the whole premise of this podcast has always been to talk about the stories of everyday women doing extraordinary things. And that means failures. That means making it to the very top. That means really dying for your artistry in some ways. But either way, I have some of the most interesting, deep um, surprising guests this time around. So I'm really happy that you're here and I hope that you will subscribe and also urge a friend to subscribe. So jumping in, holidays here. So you probably are already full off that turkey, making your resolutions, getting ready to run, um, laying in your fat, whatever the case is, man. I am not going to judge you. Um, this time of the year is always stressful for me. And I take a step back to think about like, why is it so stressful? Well, I don't know. There's just so many family obligations. And if you're somebody who's in a couple, you totally understand that there's also um, all of these exterior family obligations, right? What people don't ever talk about is like how hard it is 
to align times for you to meet up with each other's families, right? There's always a bit of a sacrifice. Like some years you go with one person or you sacrifice one holiday for the other. And then sometimes your family, you're afraid of leaving them. It's a whole back and forth. And I don't know. I find that very stressful. Do you? How do you cope with that? I think the biggest way to cope with things like that is really just being as honest as possible with your partner. Like, it doesn't get any easier. And once you have children, it just gets even crazier. So keeping it real, keeping it real with yourself first too, is another big part of that. Like if you're not telling yourself how you feel or being honest about like what you're willing to sacrifice and that could be ugly, right? You could be like, no, I absolutely don't want to fucking do that. But you need to keep it real with yourself in order to keep some semblance of sanity because it's better to keep it up front than to bottle it up and have some BS later. Trust. I've been through it. Another part of the holiday that's like an unspoken thing is like all the fucking money that goes into the holidays. And I know that a lot of people are like, you can keep it really DIY and keep it cheap and then shop on Black Friday. But listen, bitch got bills. <laughs> Things happen during this this time of year. And for some reason, I have all of these girlfriends that have birthdays around this point, this time of year and like love them, obviously want to give them gifts, but it's like a twofer, right? It's Christmas. It's their birthdays. You have dinners, you have drinks, all these things that cost and add up and add up and add up. And I, like an asshole this year, because I'm now 36 and have a, you know, a few girlfriends that are single and like to go to exotic places for their birthdays, said, yeah, definitely, I'll go, to a, I'll go on a trip to Mexico in the middle of uh, the Christmas season. What's another $1,000 down the drain? Uh, yeah, so I committed to do that. Wasn't sure if I was going to be able to, but I committed to it. And I'm really excited, man. Like a girl's trip at 36 seems like a last ticking time bomb. <laughs> Doesn't really feel like I'm going to get to do this pretty often moving forward in my life. So I said, Zena, you worked really hard this year. Treat yourself. Get yourself a tan. Look good for New Year's. Uh, but yeah, aka I'm broke. <laughs> I'm sure this has happened to you too. Um, and no matter how much I save up, and I don't like to touch my savings, like when I have an amount of money kind of stashed away, I'm okay to like have a little credit influx here and there just so I can like, you know, have a balance for a month or two and then pay it off just so that I don't touch that savings. Because you know how it is. The minute you touch that savings, it's going to be really hard to replenish and get back to where you want to go. So yeah, balancing all these things is hard, you know. Financial planning is really hard. You have to be ruthless about how you save money. And um, I didn't really do a great job of saving up this year because I had a lot of expenses that piled up towards the end of the year. But lucky for me, lucky for you, most companies offer a bonus. And when you get that bonus, uh, yeah, it's sweet freedom. Sweet, sweet freedom. But I stress about it. You know, I've been selling stuff on Poshmark, um, making a few hundred bucks here and there. And honestly, I haven't used it yet. It's a really amazing utility. They're not paying me to talk about it. But hey, you got a few things lying around the house, whether they're brand name or semi brand name or not really used. And you're just like, oh, I'm never going to use this. I could donate to the poor or something like that. Well, try selling it on Poshmark. Really easy kind of like couch sales woman uh, situation there. But look, you can make money too. Why not? It can help you pay for some of those Christmas gifts. One of the things that American culture kind of encourages is like Black Friday thing. And um, I was actually reading about the amount of like injuries and deaths and it was nothing crazy substantial, but it was like 50 deaths, 50 plus deaths and like almost 200 injuries over like the last 20 years or something like that. And it's just incredible to me. Like 
it's not worth it, man. <laughs> Saving a few bucks is definitely not worth it. And I'll never understand why people would put themselves through all of that. But, uh, you know, the internet, by the way, has really made it easy <laughs> to not have to do all those things. <laughs> you could just wait till Cyber Monday, do your Black Friday shopping ahead of time. And even though the internet kills a lot of people and is a terrible thing at times, uh, it definitely has helped to decrease our Black Friday violence. So props to the internet. Uh, really appreciate you for that. You can save money by shopping ahead of time. If you shop the last minute, listen, clearance section. I don't care. If you're going to get it from me, you better know that maybe some parts of it might come from the clearance section. And I actually don't know why people stray away from the clearance section because there is some dope shit there. Like if you're giving people clothing, if you have a little extra time, peruse through there and you might find better things than you think. Okay. Clearance stuff is just as good because it's still new, baby. Don't be ashamed. I came from an immigrant mother. <laughs> That's how she taught me, man. Coupons, Nothing goes to waste, shut off the lights, unplug every appliance, and you know, if you grew up with an immigrant parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> we know how to be broke, and that's all good. Um, other than just being broke, we are broken emotionally, right? Talking to different relatives can bring out a lot of stress during Thanksgiving, during the holiday season, and actually not talking to some relatives and kind of having like weird unspoken silence between each other can also cause stress because then you'll have to confront them during the holiday times and you're like, I don't want to talk to that motherfucker. Fuck him. I hate him. Um, let me just tell you one quick thing. I've been reading a book, which I'm actually going to pull out right now because I'm trying to remember the exact title. Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And it's all small stuff um, by Richard Carlson. It's really a uh, bathroom book <laughs> like a bathroom book on the shitter type thing but you know what it literally has all these little quick lessons like a page and a half that remind you of why you shouldn't harbor hate and harboring hate is not only unhealthy for you but it's unhealthy for those around you because if you don't realize you kind of like have this aura that manifests itself it manifests itself in certain ways and like frankly it's not a good one to hold <laughs> It's not a one that you want to keep around you because people don't want to be around that person, right? Even if you're angry, you're just talking shit about other people like in your family or your friends that are pissing you off. Nobody wants to be around that person. Nobody wants to engage in a dialogue. It's no fun. Straight up. So pick up that book. It will be one of the best things you get this holiday because it will help guide you through the fact that everything is not that serious. The only thing that's serious is death. And even in death, you have to find some light because if not, you'll just get yourself dragged down to you. You got to handle your emotions. And it's something that I've been doing in therapy and really trying to understand. Like one of the conversations I had with my therapist the other day, and I've literally been going twice a month, which has been making a world of a difference for my perception of myself and how I approach some of the small little mundane um issues I have in my life, right? I was like, well, I don't want to keep wasting time watching TV with my boyfriend, you know, like I, I, I love spending time with him, but I'm not really a TV person. And he likes TV because he works in film and really appreciates the artistry of it. And she's like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> Recognize that you're not just wasting your time watching TV. 
you're spending that time together and that's something you both enjoy. And if you're anything like me, you know, there's always Netflix binges. There's some days where you're like, fuck, I should have gotten up and done something, but you watched a ton of TV um, and kind of like laid out your significant other. Uh, I used to really kind of be upset with myself about those kind of things, but she's like, experience those things, appreciate them because if they were gone, you wouldn't necessarily feel great about it, would you? It's just kind of putting a spin on those things that you subconsciously think and you kind of passively think and giving it some contextual appreciation for what that actually is. If not, you just drive yourself crazy. So therapy, I will urge you, is a really great thing to go into if you are any lady, any adult. It really helps you to kind of break down all of those preconceived notions that you have, um, some of that deep-seated childhood shit that kind of like trails you throughout your life and my god like every day I experience it and I'm just like wow I still hold that true to myself it's crazy it's crazy um but it's definitely something that you should think about in 2020 therapy is a good thing breaking down our emotions unpacking our emotions really good thing detaching ourselves from our prior behavior even better thing recognizing that you are unlearning everything that you have ever been taught is a really good thing. The other day I attended um, this thing at Google. It was like a, like a learning workshop. Uh, my girl Yelda, who I hope to have on this season, uh, you know, invited me to this thing is a bunch of women who worked in digital and they were just kind of unpacking their emotions. And the question came up of authenticity and can we talk about a time that we were authentic to our true selves? One time we were inauthentic and literally just tears across the board. Like usually I'm kind of like turned off by those type of things. Like everybody hold hands and tell each other something cool about each other. Yeah. That shit's corny <laughs> generally, but this one was incredible because the concept of authenticity is a really strong one. When you think about how you've been authentic to yourself, it's really empowering. When you think about how you've been inauthentic to yourself. It's also really empowering and it's also really emotional. Really take a second to think about that over this holiday. How have you done that? <laughs> how does it make you feel when you're inauthentic to yourself? How can you revert that to become more authentic to yourself? How can you identify the things that brought you to that inauthenticity? How can you revert the way you think? It's all on that it's all in that therapist, <laughs> that therapist vein, but it is a very extreme question to ask yourself. So all these different women of many different ages, races, backgrounds came and really unpacked their stories. And it was just very powerful. Check her out. Camel Assembly. Um, you know, if I can encourage you to spend some time with some other ladies and really understand um, how other women think, I think that it would be a really great exercise for you in understanding that maybe your thoughts aren't those of yours alone. And uh, I think that was really comforting to me to know that everybody's kind of going through the struggle, looking to change their lives, looking to improve themselves. And uh, that it is hard living out here in New York City, man. That is definitely trailing me the last few months. Um, another thing that's kind of been stressing me out and just, you know, something that's been a little passive right now because we're in the holiday season is the impeachment conversations. So, like, obviously, um, if you are going to be dealing with family over the holiday, you might have some political conversations come up. And what I'm going to say is kind of controversial because I always like, uh, you know, just the hearty debate amongst family and amongst friends. But I think you should just shut them down. 
I think that we're going to have a really stressful 2020 that's going to involve talking back and forth about these things, the impeachment looming, um, a really brutal election in our hands, a lot of really fundamental questions about our morality as a nation, about the establishment, about the rules behind the establishment. And I think all of these things are going to be stress factors in 2020. And I think that, hey, listen, during the holiday do you really need to hash that out? Because I'm pretty sure that either next year we're all going to be crying or we're going to be pretty fucking happy. Either way, um, let's take a break this year because next year is going to be a big one, right? That's all I really got to say about that. And that's kind of brief for my political things. Um, I think the one thing I just really want to stress is how much in 2019 I've taken a handle over responsibility for my mental health. And um, one of the things that keeps coming up is just my level of competitiveness. Now, I'm not special. (laughs) I know plenty of competitive people. And I think the problem with the internet and with Instagram, Twitter, all of these different leaderboards for success is that you're really seeing the wins on all of these scorecards. You're not really getting to see the struggle behind these things. And I think that subconsciously that creates some problems if you're a competitive person, right? Because it's insidious. It just kind of creeps up on you, right? You're like, hmm, I wonder what a X, Y, and Z person is doing right now. Like they may not be your enemy, but they're still like your silent competitor. You know what I mean? Um, maybe I'm psycho or maybe I'm just like you. I think competitiveness, and this is a weird breakthrough that I've had over the last few days, is really killing my happiness. It's disabling me to be a happy person because on paper, I have really good shit going on in my life. And if you're anything like me and you understand that, like sometimes it's hard to see the light at the other side of the tunnel. And listen, sometimes there's some lights on in that tunnel and we just don't fucking realize it. Right. Um, I think that being competitive is a great thing. It can help to give you some incentive, some fuel, but, uh, I will say that my New Year's goal is to really take a step out of competition and think about things in the light of I'll do as much as I can artistically and work-wise and emotionally with my relationships and I can only allot as much energy as I can and if I do anything, it's allotting the right energy towards the right people at the right times. Um, So hopefully if you're someone competitive, You'll think about that. And if you're someone who's not competitive, right? If you're like, fuck it, I don't care. I'm just, I'm out here doing it. Um, Maybe you kick it up a notch with the competition. Maybe it gives you a little life. Maybe it gives you a little sasson in your, uh, in your daily mix of what you're doing, right? So New Year's obviously is the light at the end of our holiday tunnel. And I think that New Year's can be a really tricky thing. There's always a New Year's goal, New Year, New You, vision board, Um, it's great to manifest things. I really think writing things down helps to create kind of a framework for what you would like to see the next year of your life look like. I've kind of taken this on over the last few years and really tried to outline what my goals are, what I want to do. I've had a few different books that are really hard to sustain and keep with. Um, but if you make a three month plan for yourself, (laughs) three months, I'm sure you can see from January to March. It will help to at least give you a roadmap to getting out of where you are this very moment. And if you like where you are and you're like, fuck yeah, it will help you sustain it, right? Three months ahead of time. Think about that. Think about also in the new year, 
rekindling love. That's not only rekindling love for like your relationships, your your family, that's rekindling love for yourself. The biggest thing that we need is our own self-love and attention. And I know it's like so new age, man, so guru. Um, I mean to say that, but for real though, <laughs> it's true, man. Think about giving yourself 10 to 30 loving minutes every day. If that means you go ahead and masturbate for that time, cool. If you go ahead and write, cool. If you go ahead and eat a piece of chocolate, even fucking better. If you masturbate, that needs some chocolate, even better. Um, but rekindling some self-love will really help to focus your goals and focus your thoughts. Self-love is important. You are important. Do not forget that in 2020. I'm going to get out of here. going to try to run off some of this turkey. I will say, do me two favors. Definitely make sure you're registered to vote for 2020. We need your vote. We want you to exercise your vote. And that is a fact. <laughs> Very easy to just go online and figure that shit out. Google, where can I register to vote? Put your place in wherever that may be. And you can make it happen. We got months ahead of us, but do it now because you know what? It's going to creep up quicker than you think. Second favor is make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. And third favor, actually, <laughs> make sure to follow me at LadyishPod on nah, fuck where, Instagram, <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. Um, and also at Zenakota because I'm out here doing things and trying to make more content in 2020. I don't know, man, the internet in 2019 really burned me out. <laughs> Instagram particularly, like I just got so tired of it, but I am kind of reinvigorated by uh, stories. Kind of reminds me of Tumblr, the way that people are just kind of putting references, like artistic shit. I'm into it. Well, Godspeed, get your gifts in and tune in every single week. Can't wait to live this ladyish with you, man. 